Hello and welcome back to Lorehammer. My name is Eric. Yo, Eric, I'm Mark. Hey, 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 hey. Hello. Thanks for joining me. Hippity hop, hop radio 64. This is the worst intro I've <laughs> ever done. But I love it and we're here for it. We're uh, not redoing you know, that. Who else yeah. is here for it? Rio's here for it. Hey, guys. <laughs> welcome, Rio, to uh, an episode of Lorehammer. Um, today is Tau. Yeah. You know, always, always a great. Yeah, most requested episode right here. <laughs> fourth right. and fifth <laughs> sphere expansion. Yeah. I, I think one of the reasons we like must have subconsciously picked Tau right now is mm. now there's no way we're ever going to do it for our hundredth episode. Oh yeah, there could be no chance. Exactly, yeah. it'd, yeah, it'd yeah. be too close. Wait, you know? what number are you on? Well, we're on ninety six right Ooh, now. It's coming close, eh? Yeah. So we're getting very close. Uh, for those who don't know, we got actually a very famous forty k author who's going to be on our one hundred one hundredth episode just like an interview he won't be on the whole time right but, it's uh, not going to be live but we are yeah. we ha- we're really excited for yeah it, yeah actually um so yeah graham mcneil is coming on our show so that's gonna be super excited if you want to join our discord we have a channel there where you can ask questions like you might be able to sneak a good question in still um but yeah, uh, mark and i are going to go over them kind of consolidate them sift out the chaff and yeah it's going to be i'm really looking forward that to is awesome. engaging yeah. with very him cool. so yeah. yeah very sweet uh, but, you know, to get big people like that, you got to pay the bill. So go join our Patreon because he doesn't get a cut. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I've had to set up meetings. That's the most work I've done in yeah. months. So <laughs> Yeah, you can support us on our Patreon. If you're mm-hmm. looking for Lorehammer merchandise, uh, we have a place on Teespring. If you need links or anything, just shoot us a message. Come yeah. on our Discord. We can get you set up. Yeah, you shoot us a message on Facebook, Instagram. It shoots you back a whole shit ton of links. So yeah. I'm sure you'll find what you're looking for. For, but um yeah um one more thing before we get into the episode uh i got another podcast uh you heard me talk about it a little bit on last time it's called pillow talk with mark and b um hey guys do you like listening to me but your girlfriend hates listening to Lorehammer? well listen to pillow talk with mark and b well you can still listen to me and your girlfriend can listen to b so it's a lot of fun we just kind of are talking about our lives and working through life you know it's a crazy world so come come have a listen that's all very cool. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. You actually just got a brand new tattoo? Yeah, I got another tattoo. So, oh. you know, if you want to brand your podcast logo on me. Um, That's right. Yeah, I'm willing to. For the I'm, low, low price. Yeah, for the low, low price of just pay for it, essentially. <laughs> you, you can do the placement. but Oh, uh, does that mean Star Lords is going to put this in your forehead? No, no. <laughs> I they, think that was what I heard. They wanted it on the shaft on the bottom oh. of my um. Of How my, could they get it penis. so small? That's the miracle of tattooing these days, Eric. <laughs> yeah. It's low-hanging fruit. It's, it's, it was too easy, yeah. you know? Yeah. I should have said... My testicles are low-hanging fruit. <laughs> I get what you're saying. I should have made a joke about how large it was, really. Um, yeah, that's that. So... I'm happy that we're less than five minutes in and there's a nice big fat penis, j- I mean, <laughs> joke for you. Yeah. So. so, so. Um, <laughs> How do you transition from that to Tau? I think you just talk about, oh, welcome to 40K. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get into it. Tau, fourth and fifth sphere expansion. Um, uh, buckle great, up. Great transition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so smooth. Can you tell we've done this before? <laughs> you think we'd learn at this point, but... So let's do a quick re- recap. Previously on the Tau TV, the third sphere expansion was ultimately negative, with the Tau being pushed back across the Damocles Gulf. The death of the eth- ethereal supreme Unva and the encounter of the Farsight Enclaves. 
While it only lasted three years, roughly, uh, it was devastating blow to the morale of the Tao Empire. Yeah, pretty pretty negative experience. Yeah, they they end up fighting over like one or two planets. Yeah, and it, like it just kept switching hands, didn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. It was like there's planets on both sides of the Damascus Gulf, and they're just fighting back and forth between these two safe ways through. Yeah, uh, a waste of three years. That's right. <laughs> Don't tell the Tau though. No, no, no. The Tau leadership was stuck on where to expand their philosophy next. To the east and south were the scorched worlds of fi- High Fleet Gorgon. To the west was the Sotek dynasty, and to the northwest was the Damocles Gulf and the Imperium. There was nowhere left to expand that the Tau could handle, and for an expansionist race, this created a massive problem for the greater good. I wish we heard more about conflict between the Tau and the Necron. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I, like, I think we can rationalize and say that, and maybe they were just warned to not go there, you know, like yeah. you definitely can't handle it or or maybe they actually did have dealings with them, but that yeah. could be kind of cool to hear a story about some water cast ambassador trying to entreat with the Necron yeah. race. Is that, is that even possible? Like I well, sure. I don't think it would end well for the town. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but it might, like eh, yeah. if oh, it's a small enough dynasty, but so tech, I don't know. Yeah, but, exactly. But yeah, it could be very cool. Like, yeah, like both of them are like very much deep in the politics and like manipulating and pulling the strings. They're Absolutely. all playing 40 chess there. It'd yeah. Be- like it, I think if uh, it's entirely possible that you could see some kind of um, like an agreement being reached between the sure. two of them. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. as long as the Tau submit yeah. to the <laughs> yeah. Necron we'll overlords. Live, but <laughs> hope you like taxes because yeah. you'll be paying them. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it, it's a very like bleak yeah uh outlook for them they got no path anywhere outside of their mm-hmm. their pocket of space yeah they try pushing here enemies this way tau or tyranids it's just yeah so um yeah they're at a loss on what to do so the fourth sphere expansion well um these spheres used to be a grand endeavor where many planets could be colonized by the tau um like the first sphere it lasted over a thousand years but as time went on and the Tau discovered more and more hostile races, the spheres of expansion slowly started to dwindle out into only lasting a few years and claiming a planet or two at best. Yeah. Like um, you can see the first sphere of expansion that lasted over a thousand years. They like conquered so much. and Maybe not conquered. Colonized. Yeah. Um, the second, still a long time. I think it was around like 500 years or something. Yeah. But even still, like half the time of at least the first one. Yeah. Uh, part of that, I think, is definitely due to their rise in technology. The first sphere was um, pretty much made up of like all... I don't arc, think they had... Like colony ships. Yeah, Like yeah, multi-generational, yeah. you know, it's going to take us... 800 years just to get to this next place. <laughs> yes. yeah. 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 Where, yeah, in the third, they have a couple better technologies, so you're able to mobilize your army quicker and, right. you know, do more yeah. battles in a shorter amount of time. Um, so the town needed a new way to colonize, and many different plans were brought forward. You know, you can assume that we're, they're told to expand the military. Yeah. And yeah, you can see the council meeting of all these ethereals yelling at each exactly. other. Exactly. We need more allies! <laughs> you know? Um, just... Tried to go through the Damocles Gulf again one more time. Send in the water cast. Maybe they'll last nicely. Like, yeah, they have all these plans for Did sure. we give them the gifts? <laughs> like, you know, they're just willing to try anything. Um, but ultimately, it was the secret invention of the AL-38 slipstream module that really kind of brought an end to the debate of what to do. 
Um, so this module is kind of, it's built during this time leading up to the fourth. Yeah. Um, for I'm assuming a couple years prior to no tech is developed that fast. Yeah. It might have even been developed for the third sphere. Yeah, never exactly. Released, but who knows? Um, so there was a Tau Earthcast scientist by the name of Ka Buto, and he was developing this new device with the hope that it could offer the Tau faster than light travel. Its main inspiration came from studying Imperial FTL tech along with discarded Crute war spheres. Hmm. Uh, his finished device functioned by wrapping a Tau ship in a bubble of antimatter that was capable of propelling the ship so fast it could pierce the fabric of reality itself. Science, antimatter, antimatter. Yeah, yeah. They liked some words in there. Yeah. Uh, experimental uses of these devices were extremely successful and shortened trips from many months into just a few days. So that's um, the many months is apparently how long it used to take to cross the entire Tau Empire. Hmm. So, like, imagine you're at one end and you get a distress call from the other end of the empire, and you're months away. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But now it's turned into just a few days that's pretty huge yeah, yeah that's huge um yeah it's it's not really until you can bridge vast areas of space quickly that you can really build a united like empire cool yeah so this functions nothing like what we've ever seen kind of it's a weird situation it's very sciencey you yeah. know like like you can't describe how the antimatter pierces the fabric of reality right like, what's the propulsion yeah you know like, like Okay. <laughs> At least in Imperium Tech, it's magic, but you know exactly how it works. They, warp magic. Yeah, yeah they rip right. a hole into the warp, they surround themselves with a bubble of reality, and then they travel through the warp. Their engines aren't producing like crazy propulsion or anything. Mm -hmm. You know, they're just traveling in an area that's really fucked up. <laughs> and that's just how they do it. But this one, it they're they're getting real Star Trekky on us. <laughs> yeah. On it. Um and we'll We'll talk a little later about some some thoughts we've had on it, but yeah. we're just gonna it's a fun engine. accept it as it is for now. So and, it's like it's just perfect, like it's safe and everything. Like they just well, <laughs> that's that's a good question. Okay, <laughs> but I think you're gonna answer it okay, in the next okay. portion, so you can you can pick up where I left oh, off. Yeah, all right. Okay. Um, so, with the Tau Empire surrounded on all sides by enemies or barren rock. The only, the only reasonable way was to further the greater good and expand into the galaxy was to jump over and completely bypass these obstacles. The AL-38 slipstream module was a shot in the dark in the sense that the Tau had no idea what would be awaiting them after emerging from the slipstream, but the Ethereal Council concluded that, it was, uh, that this was their only course of action. So Mark actually really turned me on to this idea. Oh. <laughs> not the first time he's no. turned me on, and I'm praying it's not the last. But this is the most recent, you know. Um, but yeah, we were going through it, and I was just frustrated with like, you know, you're you're hemmed in on all sides. Like, why, why do you just decide that this is what you're gonna do? It seemed so very arbitrary. Yeah. To me, so very random. Yeah. And it's random by design. Um, like. So the tower, they're locked in. They got nowhere else to go. And, like, they don't know how big the galaxy is. They don't know what's beyond. You know, they run into the, to the Imperium on the other side of the Gulf. They don't know that the Imperium controls the entire galaxy, right? Right. For all they know, this is the only place where the Imperium mm -hmm. is. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Same with, like, you know, the, the, the Sotek dynasty. So they're basically, like, we don't know what's past them. But if we just get past them, maybe 
we can start colonizing there. But yeah. we, we clearly can't do enough here. Maybe there's an entire galaxy ripe for the greater good out there. And this is just the one obstacle yeah, like we have barricade. to get yeah. through. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I really like that idea of you can really, like, spin this. Like, no, nah, we're about to show all those idiots who were hemming us in like we're just going to jump right over them yeah. you know the greater good is better than these people because it's going to be able to go beyond them so it it really like i loved that mentality that they would have had in that moment yeah um, like it, it's so reminiscent of like their first fear of expansion of like true space yeah like who knows what's out there yeah mm-hmm. yeah i love how it, it definitely goes back to that we are explorers mm-hmm. and we're you know pioneers yeah yeah, like, because the, the third one was literally just war. Like, there was, you were fighting over a shitty planet that you didn't even need and you didn't yeah. even get it in the end anyways. Right. Um, and now we're back to, like, this age of exploration yeah. and pioneer and Optimism. something new. Yes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Optimism. I, I hope that, I hope that stays. <laughs> well, it will because it's the Tau, right? <laughs> so... All right, well, under Commander Surestrike, the fourth sphere of expansion was declared and a great fleet uh, was gathered in space outside of Numenar Point. As each new ship arrived, they were outfitted with the new AL-38 and the fleet, the fleet was click- quickly prepared and many choices were rushed or not considered at all. One such example of this was ignoring the warning that Kabuto said about this new warp module. Warp? <laughs> When asked uh, what would happen if a bunch of these modules were all turned on at once, Kabuto responded, I don't know, but probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, obviously they didn't listen. They didn't listen. They didn't listen. No. We didn't listen. <laughs> yeah, the it seems like an odd thing to have the guy who developed this <laughs> saying, hey, maybe don't do this all at one time in the same area. Because we're kind of like ripping a hole in space time right. you know we're so. surrounding us ourselves in a <laughs> bubble of antimatter yeah. so maybe maybe be a little cautious about it uh, and instead they're like no do you not know we've already sent all the propaganda pamphlets out we have to do it's it. that optimism right that's right yeah. what could possibly stop the greater good you know <laughs> not your silly little antimatter bubble <laughs> um so commander sure strike uh, just to clarify, is he's definitely is Pure Tide the big boy for the Tau? Yeah, yeah, like Pure Tide's the guy who right who. Uh... So almost all the big names in the Tau are like his students, yeah. except Sure Strike is a student of Shadow Sun. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's just cool. just a little tidbit. That's a nice tidbit. I didn't know that. Yeah, mm. a tidbit. Timbit. <laughs> that's nice. That's your tidbit that's for the day, tasty, Mark. Tasty tidbit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Commander Surestrike, ready to lead his armada, ordered every ship to fire up their AL-38 at the same time. This, of course, didn't end well and led to one of the biggest disasters in Tau history. When enough devices were engaged, a rip in reality formed that consumed the fleet. The entirety of the fourth sphere armada was sucked up inside without a trace. (laughs) So... Bye, I guess. They didn't so, listen. <laughs> were they like sucked into the warp then? Like, yeah, it it's like a worm. Okay, this <laughs> this is the way it is described. Okay, is that it's ripped a re- a hole in reality, and it is a wormhole, but they are in the warp because those aren't necessarily in 40k. Those aren't the same thing. Hmm. Like, um, 
Mark had a good example is that Necron constantly use wormholes yeah. to uh, transport like their warriors through the night sides, and they have them wormholes in their monoliths, you know. So they they constantly use that technology, and they don't touch the warp at all. Hmm. So it's odd that like Lexicanum describes it as a wormhole, and yet we know that these guys end up in the warp. So there's something weird happening there. Hmm. Yeah, strange. We need some physicists on astrophysicists. Right. You know, yeah. if we can get Graham Where's Neil deGrasse on, Tyson? yeah, we can get Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> you know, tell us how. Any, any other Neils you guys would like on too <laughs> while we're at it? Uh. You know, Neil, tell us how one can rip a hole in space and end up in the immaterium. I'd love to hear your thoughts. <laughs> well, you fucking nerds. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Okay, so the Ethereal Council was shocked and scrambled to contain the incident. Unfortunately, it had already been broadcast live to the entire empire. The Ethereals tried to suppress as much of the negative information as possible using propaganda, of course, but in an, in an attempt to reunite and uplift the race after this loss. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I said that wrong, but yeah. It's all good. Yeah, so they broadcast it live. Everyone sees it. Like, this is like, you know, this has happened four times in their history, this kind of event. So it, everyone's yeah, exactly. watching. Yeah. Um, it's monumental. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, it didn't go well. Yeah, you just got to wonder how they tried to spin it. Like, yeah, no, they did get where they needed. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's just, they're yeah, just no, straight line. They're pulling a full on China right now, just like, yeah, no, they're over here. They're fine. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see it's here. embarrassing, isn't it? Like, for the <laughs> oh, entire yes. race, like. <laughs> but it's yeah. also, like, a huge loss of uh, manpower and resources. If you build this fleet and then you give them all this brand new device, you're sinking all this money into it. You desperately need new planets for resources. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden, all that power just disappears <laughs> out of your grasp. Like, uh, you're set back how long? To try and just reproduce all yeah. those ships, especially that you for lost? like a stupid reason too. Absolutely, <laughs> for something you were warned, like don't risk doing. Yeah. yeah, of course. So, left behind in the location of the fleet's jump was the beginnings of a wormhole, which would later be used to great effect. Mm -hmm. and, and I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, the Eternal Horizon was <laughs> one of the Tau ships actually caught in the yeah, fourth sphere of expansion. Yeah, so many years ago we did that Tau RPG. And it's on the Lorehammer feed, so go back and look for the Eternal Horizon. But this was basically the setting of the RPG that I told, where, you know, this great monumental event, everyone's super hyped, and then... And then we got caught in, got this caught in the reality. warp. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, like, what happened to you guys is you got flung out across the galaxy and separated from even all the rest of the Tau, and you ended up, you know, it was a whole type Star Trek Voyager type vibe. You Very know? much so, yeah. yeah. Like, alone in an unknown part of the galaxy, no idea where we were. Just Every trying to... alien is not an alien you've ever met before. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Everything yeah. was very fresh. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. It was um, super fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was some uh, some moments there for sure where it was uh, herding cats. Uh, <laughs> just like. As it always is playing yeah. with us, you know? Do, do you guys remember when Christian, he's like, I'm just going to pilot this devil fish. And it was like one of the first sessions. And he, he got in the devil fish <laughs> tank and he flied it and he flipped it and blew it up. And he wrecked your guys' only vehicle. I feel like I recall he, that. He killed a couple hostages that were in the back of the vehicle <laughs> when it flipped. It was so fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, so go go listen to the Tower RPG if you haven't. Uh, 
it, it was really quite fun. It's a so. great hoot, you <laughs> yeah. know? It, like, it's like 50 hours long or something? <laughs> yeah. It's excessively long, but you'll enjoy every minute of it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's what happened to the Tau fourth sphere of expansion. Um, wow. So now we're in another section between the spheres, you know? The fourth is gone. They, have, they don't have resources for the fifth yet. Yeah, this is like... It, <laughs> Every single ship you had is just gone. Yeah, probably. All your your army, every, everything, all of like your fire warriors, your suits, yeah. um, an entire contingent of water cast members, earth cast scientists, a bunch of probably colonizers that were supposed to go with you. Everyone just disappeared. Ethereal's gone. An entire ethereal, yeah, council that would yeah. have gone. They're just gone. Yeah. So that's a huge blow. It's a much bigger like a resource blow to the Tau than you might consider initially. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's like an entire period of time where they don't really do anything. And it makes complete sense because all they're trying to do is regain. You need an entire generation of people to raise up as yeah. new ambassadors and new scientists, new mm -hmm. warriors, new pilots, new engineers, you yeah. know, like lost a generation. It's kind of crazy yeah. to think about like, uh, that, in my opinion, should be given like a uh, like a a title for the Tau. If I think maybe if they weren't probably so like propaganda lied to about it, and if they knew the full scope of how horrible oh, it was, yeah. you're like it should be like called the Force Sphere, the time of mourning. Or exactly, yeah. They the, mourn this yeah. event. It's called like the Lost Generation or like mm. the Lost Families or something, where they just how much did they lose is like really hard to grasp. Yeah, when you hear this and then you immediately move on to the fifth sphere. You don't really think about those consequences of yeah. it. Um, but maybe they weren't lost. Bum, oh. bum, bum. Unbeknownst <laughs> to the Tau Empire, Commander Surestrike of the fourth sphere was not completely destroyed, but cast deep into the currents of the warp, ambushed and surrounded on all sides by unknown warp entities, not fully understood yet by the Tau. Nearly a third of the fleet was destroyed in these types of raids. Three quarters. Oh, yeah. Sorry, three quarters. Um, and the Tau situation was quickly becoming more and more desperate, hopeless, and with many of the auxiliaries praying to whatever would hear them in the warp. Just, yeah. I mean, you're in this, like, the Tau have never yeah. really engaged with the warp before. That's yeah, like a hell realm. Like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it's supposed to make you go insane just even thinking about it, you know? So <laughs> to be thrown into it with no warning, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Up until this point, the Tau have had very little interactions with any factions of chaos and basically a zero understanding of anything warp related. After coming face to face with the true reality and horrors of the warp, something flipped in the Tau and their auxiliaries. We don't know how long in the warp in like warp time they spent trapped there, but after 10 years of real space time, um, the remnants of the fleet emerged but only with the help of a many-armed entity within the warp, believed to be a possible chaos god created as an echo of the Tower race. Yeah, so apparently there was this manifestation of yeah. this large being who, you know, helped remove the infestations of demons from the ships that were being assaulted, and then, like, took these ships and guided them out Ooh, of the war. That's crazy. And, yeah. yeah, it would have been pretty wild to see. Mm -hmm. um, but also, like, probably just as hard to comprehend that. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. even, even if you were to look at that, how do you, how do you know that it's truly helping you yeah. or benevolent or, yeah. 
Maybe um, it looked like a towel. I don't know. <laughs> just like a really quick weird thought. So like we know like the tower, like a caste system. India is a caste system. And like what's their god, their elephant god with the many arms? I wonder if they're trying to at all try to tie like those those two like many armed entity and the tower and the caste. Or if, you know, or I'm, if I'm just reaching. Uh, you know what? I haven't looked at it. I don't think... Uh, this is a question for Christian. I'm I sorry. I should have asked. I it. don't think it's Ganesh that you're thinking of. That's the elephant mm. one. It, like, is I'm, I'm ignorant. Krishna I'm going to be... Or, yeah. Well, I think a number of the deities are depicted as having many arms. Yeah. 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 I wonder if they're just Depending trying to on the form into that too. a little bit more. Right. Of the, of the avatar or the... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not entirely... I think that would be an interesting string to pull. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It is yeah. an interesting tie. Yeah. We'll give it to Christian. We'll give it to Christian. He's way him. more interested <laughs> yeah. about stuff like that. So. <laughs> yeah. um, we're going to come back to uh, this many-armed entity at, at the end of the episode, but we're just going to keep plucking through the notes here because um, we have a lot to... Wait, what? They made a kill... <laughs> we'll get to it. <laughs> we have things to say about the town? That's weird. <laughs> The survivors survivors eventually emerged, unbeknownst to them, deep in the uh, Kalanath expanse, deep within the Imperium of Man, and quickly colonized the world Nemiar Atoll, thinking they were forever stranded. Yeah, imagine, like, you're just, it's exactly like how we dealt, where yeah. we come out and we're surrounded by these stars that we've mm -hmm. never seen before yeah. in an area of space that we had no idea existed. Like, what do you, of course you believe that you're abandoned yeah. forever. Yeah. You know? So mm -hmm. they do what they do best, and that's... <laughs> Colonize? <laughs> cool. <laughs> what became of the Force Spheres Auxiliary has since become a mystery. However, rumors speak of mass expulsions and executions directed at non-Tau the, within the surviving fleet. It had been theorized that this uncharacteristic action by the Tau was initiated after their trauma of what they had encountered within the warp somehow blaming the physically or psychically attuned alien races for the catastrophe. Um, yeah, like, we know, like, the Tau, they, they weren't responsible for this. They have zero warp presence, essentially. Um, yeah, so the natural thing would be, like, holy fuck, we've never seen anything like this. These guys are praying to these entities, and yeah. now this one, like, yeah. You know, they've told mm -hmm. us that there's maybe a, uh, an area of space that we haven't understood yet or can't comprehend, and they say they have some connection to it, so obviously yeah. it's their fault, you know, they're yeah. the ones... This you guy know. over here is manifesting it somehow, like shooting <laughs> yeah. firebolts and exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, Crazy. So they just were like executing everybody then. Yeah. Insane. Like, yeah, all their auxiliaries. Wow. Pretty much. It, yeah. Well, no, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. It's a mystery what happened yeah, no, to them. <laughs> me, no, no. <laughs> Wearing like an entire belt of skulls of their <laughs> allied races or something. <laughs> I've never seen those races before. They disappeared uh. in the war. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's exactly how it went. Um, so survivors of the fourth sphere continued to have a dark reputation, though we'll come back to them eventually. Yeah, because um, you see a lot more of that manifesting within the fifth sphere. Yeah. Yeah. So fourth sphere, ultimately, massive, massive failure. Yeah. Uh, right now. It's still massive failure. <laughs> Never mind. So I tried to save it, but then I forgot. Third of their fleet. Three quarters. <laughs> Three quarters. Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, when you're looking at the perspective of the Tau, they've lost everything. As far as they know, the entire fourth sphere has disappeared yeah. in a ball of 
fire. Yeah. And then when you're looking at it from the perspective of Sure Strike and the actual um, members of the Force Sphere, like they've lost 75% of all their everything that they brought with them Mm -hmm. and then as well most of them now think it's okay to just go around murdering their allies they're crazy now (laughs) yeah yeah like the warp taint is on them for sure absolutely to to some degree you you cannot come out of that unscathed you know if if they had come out completely hunky-dory and just (laughs) maybe with some migraines i would have been a little disappointed (laughs) yeah is you, you we constantly hear about how horrible and wretched and yeah to even look into the malignant eyes. Yeah. it is yeah it'll cause madness yeah exactly so you this is an absolutely normal reaction i think <laughs> for what they experienced i'm surprised it wasn't worse i'm actually <laughs> you know? yeah me too like yeah. how come some of them didn't haven't just started worshiping nurgle at yeah. this point or like may, maybe even in their killings of these auxiliaries they were performing ritual and sacrifice mm-hmm. in an attempt to appease whatever being was yeah. beyond there so skulls for the skull throw that's right <laughs> arms for the many armed god yeah. i guess i oh, don't know yeah maybe <laughs> <laughs> um we are going to take a quick ad break but we will be right back and welcome back so we just finished off with the uh fourth sphere and talking about how terrible it was for the Tau. And now we're just going to move on to the fifth. Yeah, the fifth sphere. Okay. So 10 years, at least, after the disaster of the fourth sphere and the creation of a warp rift right on their doorstep, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, within their empire, uh-huh. you know, uh, the Tau empire received some miraculous news. Coming through the hole in space was a Tau drone from the lost fourth sphere of expansion. Uh, quickly dubbed the Startide Nexus, the Tau Empire found they were able to stabilize this rift in space with the use of their drone technology. After sending through a recon probe that safely returned with proof of the fourth sphere's survival, the Tau leadership announced a new sphere, the fifth sphere of expansion. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy that they give a period of time in between yeah, it would yeah. have been too crazy if it was like a year later you know boom now we're ready for an entire another sphere yeah. and even 10 years is fast to me yeah, yeah. Um, but um like I, I i see it that was not their plan like their plan was not a 10-year plan they probably rushed this like, absolutely you know, yeah it's like they found out the force is alive and they're like well we can count on that now we can we could we should probably do something now yeah mobilize now we don't have a crazy amount but i also feel like um do you remember there's like a, an American president who like announced his like New Deal or whatever, which like really pumped up everyone's vitality and sent a lot of people back to work. There was mm. a lot of makeshift government projects. Okay. I kind of see this fifth sphere. It's announced and all of a sudden the Ethereal Council says, we're going to build more ships. We're going to pour more resources into our universities and our fire warriors. And now all of a sudden there's jobs for everyone. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, you maybe you couldn't make it into the fire warrior school before but now they're taking everybody in fact we're conscripting you yeah. into the congratulations fifth citizen yeah, exactly. you're drafted are you ready to serve the empire yeah <laughs> yeah i'm yes, four it's... years old and i'm handed a pulse rifle <laughs> but i definitely see a lot of that happening um just with like at the speed that they move yeah. there's no way that they're just building an entire fleet a star fleet you know yeah. in that long yeah so that makes sense. 
so this star tide nexus soon became one of the most valuable strategic assets of the empire with a large portion of their resources poured into protecting and securing this spatial anomaly the this heavily fortified area of space was then named the zone of silence you know nothing in nothing out that we don't authorize this is a zone of silence um, yeah it's awesome that it's smack dab in the middle of the Tao Empire. Yeah. This is the perfect solution to what you were sharing before about how nobody could get out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is nice since it's in the perf or in the center too. They don't have to worry about enemies necessarily fighting for it right away. Like, yeah, they have to get to it first. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it's quite the crazy thought. So, like, at this point, during the fifth and kind of the fourth, end of the fourth, between or whatever, the Great Warp Rift is what you know, kind of split open the galaxy. And uh, this is one of the few, like, stable routes to get from one side of the rift to the other. And what's crazy about it, too, is you don't have to try to get close to the rift and navigate going through the rift, and now you're right in the fucking storm. Mm -hmm. So that is one of the big problems with Vigilus, right? Is That is one of the few planets that you can actually chart a course to from one side of the rift to this planet, and then you can chart a safe course from that planet to the other side. Yeah. But you still are very close to the warp. Yeah, and everyone is you trying to use Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. yeah. The Tau have this crazy secret path, tunnel now, yeah. that completely bypasses all the warp fuckery of mm. the Cicatrix Maledictum. Um, we talked, too, a little bit about where it went. It, it opens up kind of in the northwest of the... Um, Altimus. Oh, no, sorry, the northeast. So Ultima Segmentum. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of far up there, kind of far away, but uh, yeah, it's cool. Hmm. Um, so led by, now they've reawakened Commander Shadow Sun for the fifth sphere. Perfect. Uh, the newly created Tau fleet prepared to enter the Star Tide Nexus. Once the wormhole was breached and safely exited, Shadow Sun quickly assimilated the remnants of the fourth sphere under her command. The majority of the action within the fifth sphere was focused on securing the space around the uh, Star Tide Nexus on the Nemyar Atoll side. You know, they've had at least 10 years to secure it on the Tau side, but now they need to make sure that, you know, no one can just come in from this side. Because then they would have a a sure shot right to the heart of the Tau Empire. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Danger. It's kind of like a double-edged sword. Absolutely, yeah. 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 Um, Within... Or sorry, the majority, yes. Shadow Sun engaged many planets, with the majority of them populated by the Imperium. So that's kind of another slap in the face, really, to realize that, oh, we're on a completely separate <laughs> yeah. area of the galaxy. And oh. humans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and not just humans, the same fucking humans. Yeah, like, exactly. You're still looking at the Aquilas. You're like, yeah. wow. A lot of skull motifs <laughs> yeah. everywhere still. Yeah. Maybe even some space marines, and you're like, shit. <laughs> um, this is kind of like, I, I always try to put the the Tau, this is how I find them grimdark. They're so hopeful, they're optimistic, but they shouldn't be. And they they just have to keep trying to grind forward in this optimistic way, but they just realize the whole galaxy is infected with humans, you know? <laughs> and it is an infestation. Yeah, and it's like, okay, so you're not fighting your way through these guys. Like, okay, you might claim another planet, so a couple planets over here. You're not going to yeah, battle these. They're everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, you can't, like, subjugate this race. Yeah, exactly. You know, you can't silence them or relegate them to a, a one planet that you never yeah. like let them leave or whatever this will like maybe at this point they're realizing like humanity is probably one of their like big enemies mm-hmm. um 
Within the few short months, Shadow Sun had secured a vast area around the Startide Nexus and had even helped to establish several new septs, including uh, Faisan, Kortal, uh, Su Amith, and Yovai, which we will go into uh, some details about They're them later. They're cool. There's some cool ones. Uh, Shadow Sun's <clears throat> aggressive expansion was halted with the arrival of a sizable Death Guard warband. It was their intention to take control of the Startide Nexus as a stable path across the Great Rift, which is like, that's a huge strategic ability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shadow Sun immediately grasped the significance of protecting the Startide Nexus and poured all her available energy into, feed, into defeating this Death Guard invasion. Unfortunately, several Death Guards were able to breach the Nexus, though they were very small in numbers, as the rest were either uh, defeated, withdrew, or just simply disappeared. Hmm. Um, Though the Fifth Sphere has continued on, defending Tau space from Orc invasions, Tyranid splinter fleets, and Imperial engagements, there has been (laughs) an uncharacteristic tome that has taken many of the Fourth Sphere survivors. Mm Mm-hmm. So they they jump across the galaxy. They also realize, holy fuck, Tyranids are over here. Yeah, orcs are over here. They didn't accomplish anything. Yeah, I think that every every one of their expansions, they gain a little more perspective. Yeah, and at some point, they're just gonna realize that they are a tiny little <laughs> speck yeah. Yeah. in the scale of the galaxy, mm-hmm. and that's just gonna crush them. Yeah, and uh, when you believe in something, you know, like the greater good, and you're not able to fulfill it, you know, that's that's that's. Are, are that's you dark. failing? Is yeah, the greater like, good failing? No, was you it personally are fail, failing? The greater good does not fail. But Eric. if it's true, Eric, oh. the greater good does not fail. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> Another helping of porridge, please, sir. <laughs> I'll say my greater good prayers. <laughs> Um, yeah, so let's talk about the fallout of the Force Sphere because this is very cool and this is, I love this, what happens. So, yeah. All right. So, after going through the disastrous failure that was the Fourth Sphere, these Fourth Sphere Tau have grown increasingly violent, hostile, and even xenophobic. On several of the Imperial worlds overtaken by the Tau, there have been mass purgings of the populations at the command of these Fourth Sphere survivors. It's so cool. Yeah. That is very uncharacteristic of the Tau. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. You can just picture some sweet models of like, you know, a Tau with like scalps on his belt or something like <laughs> yeah, that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and like being uh, vindictive yeah. about it and almost even like cruel mm. in how they are performing these like mass killings well, or yeah. whatever. Well, and doesn't it go against the greater good kind of like? Yeah. I would assume so. Yeah. Like, yes. Like it's a race that you've subjugated like your higher ups have made alliances with potentially yeah they've signed like, paperwork they might have like, even accepted the greater good absolutely right? like yeah. some of these humans right yeah, yeah. and then these tower just saying like i don't care <laughs> yeah. you know you're a xenos you are responsible for what we went through so <laughs> yeah yeah that's crazy so several auxiliaries have been uh unnecessarily sacrificed in combat on the orders of their commanders which can only serve to create animosity between the races of the greater good. Eventually, these commanders were disciplined with a ritual punishment called the Malkla. No further information by Shadow Sun—sorry, um, <clears throat> by Shadow Sun and the uh, Ethereal Council. Yeah, I, w- I wish we heard even just a glimpse of what the Malkla 
yeah like pertained yeah um in my mind it's definitely they sit them in front of like a screen they strap them to a chair <laughs> they peel their eyes open <laughs> you know or maybe that's just their own brainwashing maybe the monk law <laughs> maybe they're like they all lose a finger in public <laughs> Yeah. You know, like some kind of public ritual where everyone has to like see their punishment mm. or whatever. Yeah, they they do a great job of describing the Tau Teslara, I think it's called. Uh, That's but the binding ritual. Yeah, the bonding. Yeah. Um, where yeah, like they have their bonding knives and they cut like their their step symbols into their hand and mm. like just a bunch of cool little stuff like that. So hopefully we get some more. Um, yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to like to think, though, it involves a bonding knife somehow because it's just like... Mm, maybe they cut their hair or something with the yeah. bond. Maybe they cut their finger off with that knife. Yeah. I don't know. Well, <laughs> I just like to... I, I like the idea of losing, like, your finger as a permanent sign of your shame. Mm. You know? Yeah. Something that everyone would, like, see or notice right away. Um, there's this series, um, the... Uh, Way of Kings? Mm-hmm. Oh, the Stormlight Archive. Yeah. The one with those, like, the crazy armor... Yeah, we talk, I've talked about it before. Anyways, one of the punishments there is that if you were, like, a violent criminal, you were branded right on your forehead <laughs> yes. with this, like, glyph that stated violent criminal. <laughs> yeah. And it's one of those, like, you can't run from it. You yeah. can't hide it. Because as soon as you put something on your head, yeah. like, yeah, someone yeah. will say, what are you covering up? And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Strange. Cool. Yeah, so, I wonder what it was. So you're for um, that kind of... Not, all, not in all cases, <laughs> but I feel like... You should, like, if a Tao comes into your shop and yeah. you're just a human guy selling some crappy little moonshine <laughs> over here, and if you instantly could see that this person has committed heinous crimes <laughs> against your race for the only reason that you're human, you might, you know, prepare yourself a little differently for that. Mm-hmm. As yeah. opposed to if you didn't know, you would say, hey, come meet my family, you know? <laughs> Have a drink with us. Have dinner. Ah, Tell so. me more about the greater good. That, exactly. Yeah. Oh, it involves my death. Oh, oh that's weird. That's fucking so, weird. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not saying that's what we should do, yeah. but I can see how that might help someone at some yeah. point. Yeah. We we do know that the whoever was uh, involved in this were eventually sent back to the front lines, or like you know. Uh, reassimilated back into the empire probably not their current positions or anything like right. that but right. yeah so they even though they went through this punishment or whatever yeah. they are still tau and in the greater good the tau are still at the top of everything else yeah. right so interesting yeah. it's hard to like put them on a level where they would be lesser than any of the other races because i think that would really mess with the caste system that they have yeah hmm. um so after one too many massacres such as a croup massacre that happened Eventually, the Ethereal Council just said, you know what, just the Force Sphere cannot have any more right. auxiliaries. So, yeah, anyone who is like in the Force Sphere, we just removed all alien auxiliaries yeah. from them. Don't give them the opportunities to engage with these people. Like, that's how badly affected these people were. Yeah. The Tau. Yeah. Well, even they, killing the crude, like, those are, yeah, those are like, their good buddies. Those are like, some longtime allies. Yeah. Thousands of years allies. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. you defended their home world. They have, like, a life debt to you. Yeah, that's and, crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, I think, like, I, I like how that shows how messed up the warp really affected these yeah. four sphere survivors. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah, very cool. So let's go talk about the steps that were founded. The first one was Thi San, and it was a starkly beautiful planet. 
uh, and it was the first world established by the fifth sphere of expansion and is home to the colonial water cast headquarters, which governs the processing and integration of conquered foes and newly encountered races into the Talva. Um, so this is like a completely separate empire, essentially. Like, yeah, sure, they're connected to the Tau Empire, but they are ultimately across the galaxy. Um, and it's cool when we talk about these planets, like they're talking about different like things that would be essential or like they're, re they're setting up a whole bunch of new stuff. Yeah, I um, think the main thought there is what happens when the Startide Nexus fails. Exactly. Or even if it's just for a month that you can't yeah, get through it. Like, absolutely. This, this has to be a second empire as well. It has to be able to sustain itself with all of our regular forms of government mm -hmm. and our chains of command and our resource management, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Fien San, Fien San's three moons are home to vast Corvetta shipyards. All this, plus the Seps world's location within the heart of the Nemir Atoll, makes Fien a key strategic location uh, from which colonia colonization and patrol fleets are continuously dispatched across the nascent fifth sphere colonies. Yeah. So yeah, it makes complete sense that it's such a, a hub if it's like right next to the Star Tide Nexus. Mm -hmm. It's in the yeah. heart of Tau Defended Space on that side. Yeah, checks out. The next one is Core Tau. Cortal uh, is a Tau Empire sept world that orbits a black hole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they got another one of those. Keep, keep reading. <laughs> no, this is a black hole, not a wormhole. Oh, my yeah. bad, my bad. Uh, located <laughs> within the Nemyar Atoll. Due to this, only thermo-inductive shields and artificial satellite flares render this harsh world of permanent darkness livable. Permanently dark. I guess, yeah, <laughs> black holes just pull everything yeah. into them. That's right? interesting, Even actually, light. yeah. Hmm. Uh, Cortal, or sorry, despite this, though, it is one of the most vital fifth sphere of expansion sept worlds, as dozens of AI-automated drone ports harvest pure dark matter from the black hole's event horizon. This priceless resource has most notably been used to power the Nova reactors of XV-104 Riptide Battlesuits, but it has many other potential military and industrial applications. Cool. Fucking, they're mining black holes. <laughs> that's pretty insane. Yeah. I don't understand how you do that, but... I don't, uh... Yeah. It's <laughs> pretty cool, though. Okay, sorry. I was just... Like, I knew... I... I realize like antimatter is something that we theorize, right? That's mm -hmm. like Yeah, I don't think it's been confirmed, but it's Right, but we we think we see yeah. whatever it does. And yeah. then is dark I didn't know if dark matter was like the same thing or different, but I think it is different. Yeah, I, I think so too. Yeah. It also it has not been observed directly. If it exists, it must barely interact with ordinary matter and radiation. So they say it powers their nuclear reactors. I wonder if it must be radioactive at some level it says it or whatever. Pow powers it powers their their suits. The, the oh. Nova reactors of their Riptide battle suits. Oh, but that's not nuclear. A Nova reactor? I don't think so. No, I don't Nova. think that's a nuclear thing. Maybe I'm just going crazy over here. I don't know what a Nova reactor okay. is. Okay, a Nova <laughs> reactor is a new and experimental energy system used by a Tau powered by dark matter. The Nova reactor allows pilots bursts of powerful but potentially dangerous energy through their vehicle systems. Currently is equipped on a list a couple battle suits. I mean, I guess it doesn't explicitly say it is nuclear, but it sounds to me like that could be nuclear. Well, it could powerful be powerful but dangerous. Well, that is 
nuclear (laughs) nuclear fusion nuclear fission we don't like to talk about nuclear here (laughs) i'm gonna build a bomb mark and if i have to do it by mining a black hole and gaining access to dark matter i'm gonna do it i believe in you you. so but that is interesting mining a black hole (laughs) yeah that's pretty insane Uh, yeah like tower getting almost to the level of like necron understanding yeah like of yeah, I mean, the nowhere fact, close. No, but, but they are. I would assume that they're on the path to it way more likely than the Imperium. Is, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, you know, yeah. Their te- their technology does seem to like rapidly uh, increase. Like, yeah, it mm. goes through these jumps. Yeah, yeah. where they have massive explosions. Yeah, of but new I guess they've been that way knowledge. since the beginning, right? Like, they've always they're, been they're yeah, just, looking to like grow and expand. Yeah. And this and all their drone ports at this quartal completely driven by AI. That's like another thing you just don't see anywhere else, yeah. you know? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. All right. So the next sept is Su Sua Myth. Uh, the Su Sua Myth is an orbital shipyard possessed by the Tao Empire and was originally known as the Glory of Agrir. Um, before it was taken from the Imperium in the fifth sphere. <clears throat> Sorry, fifth sphere of expansion. It is led by a ruling council containing a member of each of the Tau castes uh, with ethereal unsong in overall command. After several acts of sabotage aboard the shipyard led to numerous deaths, the ethereal council tasked investigators to look into the matter. This investigation led to the discovery of a gene stealer cult infestation. <laughs> crazy <laughs> so this the cult was still small enough with some uh with some amount of effort the cult was purged from the shipyard's inhabitants cool there's a lot of cool stuff with this one um just the thought of them now holding this cool uh imperial shipyard and what that could mean for them like i don't think they're really getting much technologically from it but it could be just some massive imperial scale megalithic thing you know sure you, you have examples of imperial like manufactorums taking over continents yeah yeah so who knows how big this like installation really is yeah. so uh, yeah they just gain it and it's sweet the other thing tau gene steroids i love the concept mm, man yeah. has that ever been modeled like yeah i've seen some models oh, yeah. of it cool. yeah the um, the crazy thing I think about this is you can almost never fully get rid of a gene stealer cultist infestation. It is extremely difficult. And I don't think the Tau fully understand how they would do That's that. That's actually very cool. Yeah, that guy's sweet. The little pulse rifle pistols. Yeah. Those are awesome. Yeah. The extra arm on there. Yeah. The Tau like battle plate on the chest looks very cool. Yeah. So I, I, I love that. Um, yeah, now, like, if you do want to do some Gene Sealer Tau, you got a good spot, at least an origin spot. You'd mm-hmm. be like, yeah, they, the cult started here, a couple guys escaped, and... Yeah, all it takes is one, too, yeah. you know, like... Yeah, but it's a cool starting spot. Yeah. Okay, up next, we got the Yova. Uh, the Yova is, a unique do, is unique due to the fact that the world is just... Well, it's just f- a flat, circular expanse of solid matter. It's like Terra. Real life right. Earth. That's yes. right. Yeah. Real yes. life Earth. Yeah, not right. 40K Sorry, Terra. Sorry, 40K Terra is a sphere. It is a sphere. Which is not real. Yeah, yeah. of course not. <laughs> Why would a planet be a sphere? That doesn't make any sense. No, no, no. no. The origin of this anomaly continues to be the subject of intense debate amongst the astrophysicists of the Earth, Earth cast, with the most popular theory that Yova 
was shaped by ancient terraforming technology. This would explain the oddly geometric shape of the major land masses and the lack of a planetary core. Yeah. We I don't know how to unpack that, but yeah. it's got to be Necron. <laughs> Who else? I mean, sure, maybe there's been thousands of other potential alien yeah. races, but no, it's it's a tomb world, definitely. <laughs> they just like smushed a planet essentially, like they just kinda... yeah, It's just like a disk floating in space. That's yeah. What this is. Yeah. <laughs> With an atmosphere and an orbit. And... Yeah. What? Yeah, despite its odd appearance, however, the Sept world has breathable atmosphere and soaring valleys and great plains. Um, and have been claimed as the training ga- grounds of Nemir Atoll's firecast. So yeah. weird. It is odd. Yeah. I, I wish we saw more crazy things like that in the galaxy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just like oddities. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just oh, there's a planet, a disc planet. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah. that we just found, and uh, it's nice. <laughs> it's not. So yeah. So when you go up on the bottom, like, how does this work? So many questions. Yeah, that is. Yeah, is it spinning like like how a uh, a coin spins on a yeah. table, or is it rolling and spinning <laughs> oh, that way, or like a CD, just like yeah, <laughs> record? It that it's pretty crazy to think mm. that about. Um, oh, yeah, strange. and that's kind of the four major steps that they did. A um, couple of the cool things, yeah. Nemir Atoll is kind of like the region of space, um, and yeah, it's kind of cool. But they have like a bunch of different little place. Places. Yeah, they've it, they've, they've really carved out this second Tau Empire. Yeah, here, um, and it must at this point like the goal must be to have two equally strong, equally sustainable like footholds yeah. of Tau yeah. in the space. Yeah, hmm. I, I see no other reason to pour as much energy and time as it as they are into it. Yeah, so. cool. Um. Tales of the War. Yeah, so, so many good things to talk about in the Tales section. Yeah, that that's pretty much it, I guess, for fourth and fifth sphere. Yeah. It's mm. very quick yeah. and yeah. fast. Interesting. And, and the fifth sphere is still t- kind of going on. Yes, that's where they're they're at right now, right? Yeah. With the whole Cicatrix Maledictum. They like Shadow Sun just finished fighting off the Death Guard. Yeah. Are they? Did they get through that? Star Titan Nexus? Did they appear on the other side? I don't even think they confirmed that. Yeah. Some like went in, but I don't think they ever say they came out. <laughs> so that's that's good news, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Nemir Atoll is kind of cool too because it's like it's like the Dark Imperium almost. Um, it's on the far side. It's away from the Empire. It's away from the Emperor. You know, it's on the dark side of the Great Rift. You got way more crazy shit happening here than on the good side of the Tau Empire. You got these crazy Force Sphere guys going around and like murdering, murdering <laughs> your allies and stuff. Yeah. Like it, it's like the Wild West of Tau space. You know, <laughs> lawlessness. Lawlessness. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they have a couple laws, but it's uh, the new world. But you can also go around and kill it, killing auxiliaries. So it's yeah, it's a well, fun place. And then you just get a little mock law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then a little reassimilation, and you're back to normal. Yeah, the trick is, if you do it ten times, they can't cut off any more fingers. That's right. Fucking idiots. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They must have bionics, right? Yeah. They'll cut those off then. <laughs> we will surgically implant bionics to remove them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, so where do we want to start with all this stuff? That, that, there's a couple big topics. So like the, the chaos god potentially, what, what that's all about. Yeah, let's talk about the let's talk about the deity uh, the greater good. Okay. Yeah, so 
like I have not read the book, so I don't know how exactly this all works out, but I think I like it now. You do like yeah, it. Yeah, I think I do. When it first came out, it seemed to seem so janky and stuff and like um like just a first thought, like how did the Tau create this warp entity? And then even just like the the auxiliaries, you wonder how they created it. But the big thing is like this happened right in the peak of the Sycadictrix Maledictum kind of exploding. The peak of the craziest warp activity the galaxy has seen in 10,000 years. So it's kind of like, yeah, if these humans are in the warp and they're thinking this and it's already super turbulent, super crazy, yeah, maybe maybe it can happen. I'm not as opposed as what I originally was when I heard of the idea of a greater good god. Um, hmm. Having said I'm that. I'm still confused about how it would form exactly. Well, like, yeah, so the warp, it's all based off, like, it's the reflection of your emotion. So if enough yeah. people in the it, during that sphere um, were praying or whatever, like, you know, they're lost in the warp. They're calling out to deities. They're calling out to the greater good. Save us, greater good. Whatever right. they're doing. Um, yeah. And this is the auxiliaries you're talking about? Because the Tau don't have a warp Yeah, presence, it's the right? auxiliaries. Interesting. Yeah. And, like, maybe, like, the Tau do have some warp present, but... It, so it's they, just like every living thing has a reflection yeah. in the warp. It's yeah. just the Tau are yeah. so small that most... Like most warp entities would just skip over yeah. them because they're just not worth their time. But right. enter the enter the Great Rift. Now maybe if this Tau is only a point one of a soul, now it's a ten. And now it's a lot of Tau essence pouring their thoughts into the greater good. As long as these other psych as well as these other psychic races doing it as well. Um hmm. yeah. And the other thing I, I kind of have been kind of I they never confirmed that it is like another chaos god. It could just be a warp entity, you know. They could have even created this warp entity, but that doesn't make it like this. We don't have a fifth chaos god. No, no, no. Now, yeah, I, you know, it, just because it exists in the warp and yeah. its origin is from there does not make it inherently chaos. Yeah, and right. like it doesn't even seem like it has the same powers as the other gods with the ability to create demons and stuff. But yeah. you know, it's so new. Also, it seems benevolent, right? I mean, we have only seen it once, and its actions seem to save an entire, Strange. you know, well, twenty five percent. Yeah. Of, yeah whatever was left so um yeah yeah, you only have like one good encounter to go on and that was a pretty positive experience i would say Mm. like from the tau's perspective like (laughs) maybe if they took some time to think critically about what happened they could maybe if it didn't happen in the warp after they just watched all their friends murdered one by one right sure and gone insane and gone insane you know yeah um yeah i think i would say it is like a good thing i would not say it is evil the i just Hmm. it's too fast and it's too powerful and it's too um shoehorned like it took the eldar race 60 million years of slow debauchery to build (laughs) slanesh and slanesh's birthing pains lasted for thousands of years and i obviously like the power level of this god, this deity, does not come anywhere close. Maybe all it was capable of was saving 25% of this fleet. Yeah. That is not, I would not say that is not extraordinarily powerful, yeah. but it is some power. Um, I just think that if if the only thing that was necessary for its creation was the psychic awakening that's happened during this great rift. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we would have seen other entities explode in power with this great rift. Sure. Mainly Gork and Mork. Sure. Like if 
everything is really amped up to 10 like the orcs that are already pouring stuff into we would have seen a massive sure um thing from them i think of the emperor and all those people praying power to him you don't really see it and and i don't think this is like I just don't think that the writers are thinking about those consequences in that moment. Mm-hmm. But that would be my expectation, I guess. Okay, so if they wanted to say that that was the case and the reason that this god now exists is because of the psychic outpouring due to the Great Rift, then yeah. I would explore that as well in the context of everything else as well in the galaxy. Sure. Um, and I just don't think it has. Yeah. But that isn't to say that... That isn't how it is. Yeah. I'm tripping over myself yeah. right now. There's just so many books, you can't read them all. It's yeah. true. Do you, do you know if, like, was this thing formed at, at the same time, or did it just kind of waltz along and be like, hey, I'm going to save you guys? Yeah, for, it sounds like it's, like, birth that's oh, formed. Okay. Yeah, it, it manifested first in yeah. that moment. Oh, strange. Um, yeah. Like, just look at... Look at Yvrain and Inead mm-hmm. and how long it took to birth that new god. And that was, they were being very intentional yeah, with yeah. that. Choosing planets that are like the perfect location to be yeah. psychically attuned. And, and using like Eldari yeah. souls, which are one of the most potent psychic yeah. souls to exist. So Okay, so do we just want to chalk this up to a Chinchian demon then, doing Chinchian things? I don't mind thinking that this is um, some other warp entity maybe assuming the look of what people thought the greater good yeah. would do. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily even have to be chaos, but I do like the chaos <laughs> yeah. aspect yeah. of it. Yeah, like there's so many w- different types of warp entities. Like so, yeah, yeah. and any of, all of them have their own mission and their own yeah. goal. You know, yeah. so hmm. maybe uh, there's just a passing entity, and it said, "Yeah, well, I'm going to assume this form, save you. I'm going to set myself up as your deity." Yeah, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm not. That is not outside of my realm of possibility yeah. at this point. I would um, like to see more of it, though. Like, yeah, hear more about it. Uh, personally, I think it would. We'd be better off without it. Um, I liked the fact that this race was kind of ignorant of the warp and mm. was purposefully kept. It feels like the GW just refuses to write them about and the warp together. Yeah. So I'll just keep them separate. Yeah. And it's easy enough to do it. They just mm. they don't trust it, so they don't touch it. Yeah. And that's it. You don't need anything beyond that. But now they kind of feel like they have to have this tie to the warp somehow because of this greater good deity. So Mm. yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It's not, it's not what I would have went with, but I don't mind it. So yeah, yeah, no, I I don't think it, it's, it's not ruining the Tau for you know. <laughs> no, already. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You can't get worse than the worst. So, <laughs> um, but if their, their ideology, which was based around the idea of this <coughs> philosophy of the greater good, where we can work together to overcome any differences. And if this God is truly born out of this, do you think that will change anything? Like what if the God all of a sudden decides, I don't like this ethereal cast. Yeah. Well, well, here's the kind of thing about it. Like the Tao don't like this God. Like they're actively hunting down humans that that they believe involved yeah. in its creation. Like, so I don't think they really necessarily care what that God says. I don't think the ethereal council cares what the Maybe. fuck that God says. What if, here's just a theory. What if it's sort of like a psychic manifestation of the greater good itself? And they just don't understand that. Yeah, like, that's kind of how they describe it. Like, you know, if everyone's 
pouring their thoughts into the greater good, but it like, just what is would it have a will? You yeah, know? like what it what is its goals? I guess to just to to, sp- to spread the greater good. <laughs> it, it's the greater good manifest. Yeah. Would it? Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that might alter how you view the greater good, though? If you like the greater good is supposed to be this idea I know, that would... you carry. But now there is an actual being who is the ultimate representation of this greater good. Yeah. What if you don't um, you no longer fit in this greater goods view of the greater good? Can yeah. it grow beyond what the greater good initially designed for itself? So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. Um. But I do feel like it kind of makes them less unique now. Whereas before they had this philosophy, whereas a lot of other races had gods and stuff. Yeah, exactly. So I I think in that way, it is kind of disappointing. Uh, I agree. I would have preferred to see them completely outside the warp. And now it feels like you're forced like, okay, well now there is a warp connection with the Tau and they believe so strongly in the greater good, but now it's just going to turn into a dogmatic religious tradition. Oh no. Like, I don't know. Like it might not do that, but that's just where maybe like on the other side of the, the rift, the, it'll be like more of like a cult spinoff of the greater good with this deity now. And it'll be like a, and they'll be sort of like the this side of the the rift has this weird religion, <laughs> yeah. and this side has the philosophy. It's you know, I yeah, could definitely like, see that. Um, yeah. I love, I really like Mark's idea of the dark Tau, mm. and this idea that there are Tau that. Um, do you think they like twist the greater good, or do you think they abandon it? Do you think their actions fit in the greater good? Do you think they're just insane and they don't, they aren't following it anymore? Yeah. Um, hmm. 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 It's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. I like they must f- follow it to some degree. Still, I just it's but, too a just too much a part of the Tao to be abandoned completely, right? Yeah, like the greater good. They they might just cut it back to just being like the greater good only applies to the to to, to the Tao. Sure, they like, take like a weird extremist like, purist look at it and they say all these other races that we've allowed in actually yeah. don't belong in the greater yeah. good. Yeah, like look at what these other races are doing. They create chaos gods. That's that is not, not part of the greater good. That is not that's not even part of the good of the galaxy, right. you know. Um yeah. So, so I yeah, you could totally have a portion of them who believe they are doing the true greater good's work. Yeah. In this yeah. um I love the idea of just insane Tau. Yeah, like you must have corrupted. some like yeah, yeah. yeah, where like the the ones that are actually in it and then ha- are you know it only happened 10 years ago, so they're still all around these guys. Um yeah, like they they might be mad and then their children now have like this warp taint to them and yeah. Yeah, and it'll never leave. Like I love the idea of how insidious the warp is. Once it touches you, you're kind of just done, especially because they have no way to counteract it. Mm -hmm. I wonder at some point if they'll like cut off the force sphere guys. Like they've already kind of limited how the force sphere interacts. Like, well, you can't. You're not allowed to be around auxiliaries anymore. At one point, will they eventually be like, okay, you're not around other Tau. And then yeah, at just one exile point, them, yeah. Then not... they're on their own planet. Yeah. <laughs> now we're just bombing the planet. You <laughs> went <laughs> for other reasons. Right, yes. <laughs> to crack yeah. the c- crust of the planet. <laughs> to gain access to its precious goo inside. Yeah. <laughs> um, I... Part of me wants them to use, uh, like the Ethereal Council, to use this as an excuse to take a very anti-warp 
uh, stance mm. and say, look at what happened the last time we tried to engage with this. It's too dangerous. It's too risky. We will now refuse to ever uh, look at warp technology. We're not trying to replicate. We're not going to duplicate. We're going to go our own way on it. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, personally, I'd love to see a Tau separated completely from the warp. Yeah. Um, so I, I made this collage and there's this really rare piece of Tau artwork. I found it in a white dwarf. But yeah, it's like, I'll have to post it to the Discord because it's so sweet. But it looks like a dark Tau. He's like got tattoos, like he's wearing crazier armor. Like, it's so cool. That is now like my uh, true it, force yeah. fear, man. Is that <laughs> what you would say? Like, is that like John Blanche style? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if it's definitely by him, but yeah. it has that like those lines in it, and it's a very ominous, menacing picture. Yeah, it's it's not not like any towel you ever see. Right, and uh, it's cool now that we actually have an avenue to try to do some of these more like crazy towel mm. and have it a little more ex acceptable. So I like, like how much beefier and bulkier that guy's looks because the Tau are they're quite a thin slim looking race yeah um even the fire warriors are pretty like tall <laughs> yeah would you could you bulk them up somehow and make like more mean menacing looking fire warriors would you just screen yeah. stuff or would you like, use different uh, bodies the, the easiest one would just get some like cetacean arms and slap those bitches on very muscly yeah yeah you just slap yeah. some muscle towel together <laughs> you know slap a skull simple on very <laughs> simple yeah man <laughs> to go right next to your gene stealer tower yeah. right? <laughs> um yeah, it's it's cool. I uh, I really actually like what they've kind of done. They've opened up a lot of cool story opportunities, and while I'm not a fan of every one of them, they're there and they they have a lot of opportunities to do new and exciting things that we've never really seen with the Tau, such as Dark Tau or their interactions more now with the Warp or whatever mm -hmm. that. Yeah, better the, the Second Empire that essentially yeah. is a Dark Tau Empire, Dark Imperium. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Be yeah, better this than just oh hey, I'm a great Tau from Tau. Yeah. Great. You're like every other Tau out there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Um, what's next? Okay. So, I got a little bit of a problem. Um, of course. <laughs> all right. Fine. It's not a little problem. It's a big problem. Um, with the AL38 slipstream module. Okay. Now. Now, is it just because you don't understand the science? Cause... Oh, no, I understand the science. <laughs> uh, I'm not a simpleton. <laughs> yeah. Sure, it's rocket science, but hey, you know. Um, so it's this module is built from studying human FTL and crude war spheres. Yeah. So human faster-than-light travel is done by putting a psyker inside a bubble <laughs> in the warp drive and then having that psyker expand a bubble of reality around a ship and then ripping a hole in the galaxy, entering the warp and yeah. then floating this bubble of reality through the warp and then exiting. Yeah. That is how human FTL works. It, it sounds crazy, but it's all space magic. So it's fine. Exactly. And it's very simple to understand yeah. the basic mechanics of it. You yeah. know, it's not using some crazy materials yeah. for like hyper, propulsion <laughs> it's not bending light or gravity or anything like that mm -hmm. it's just warp magic mm -hmm. yeah and then you have the crew war spheres who use warp drives <laughs> yeah and they straight up just go into the warp 
And for some reason, they just have a sixth sense and are able to avoid nasty pockets of the warp. And they are able to exit at good, hospitable, um, inhabitable planets. And no one knows how they do it. It's just like a sixth sense that they have. (laughs) They can just pile it through it. So if you were to look and use those two different examples as like, I'd like to build a new device. And I'm going to use the two of these things. How on earth does your new device not use the warp? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Those two things use the warp. Yeah, yeah. They're it's... powered by warp shit. <laughs> yeah. 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 So you're building this engine. Yes, I've built this engine that has nothing to do with the warp, but I use these two things to do it. <laughs> yeah. So that's one of my problems with it is they they're just throwing shit at you, hoping that you'll just disregard it and be like, oh, they use this and this, and yeah, you're supposed you to just, just say throw thumbs anti-matter. up. Yeah, but then it's like, okay, so now can other races start doing this kind of stuff? Yeah. Like, yeah. And can you can you really look at this tech and come up with something completely different yeah. and then give credit to it? Anyways, so um, it, ha- it doesn't do anything with warp tech, but it should, yeah. according to their description of how it's made. Or yeah. completely abandon this thought that you used human FTL and crude war spheres. You don't need it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can just be a Tau scientist coming up with this shit on your own. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, you don't need to include that. You can just say you're smart. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's not like they're not smart. It's right. not like you're a fucking orc scavenger where you're <laughs> yeah. trying to pick no. together this bird people's technology. Do you, do, you, do you guys ever see, like, the ancient alien shows? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And do you ever hear them say... Uh, ancient astronaut theorists believe that <laughs> they must have had aliens because the people here are just too stupid to figure out how to do it on their own. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they were just smart. Yeah. Like, yeah. And they had something we don't know about. Yeah, exactly. You don't you don't need to come up with excuses to explain away that an alien race just developed this technology. Yeah. So just call it what it is. <laughs> Say they just developed it. Just remove the human FTL and crew war sphere from yeah. it. Why Done. didn't they just use the crude warsphere? Like, why didn't they just? Don't ask too many questions because then <laughs> the ethereal council is not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I think no, that would have yeah. been cooler, though. Yeah. Oh, that would have been way better. Yeah. We've talked about it so many times. Like, how the fuck are they not using their auxiliaries, warp-capable ships, the Tau? Yeah, like, so many of like, the Tau. Like, if they're such allies. good, if the crude are such good pilots to navigate navigate through the warp like that, why didn't they just like use them? Like, yeah. And the crude aren't even the best auxiliary space pilots that the Tau have. They have the race called the Nikasar, which are like it's e- like an only psychic race. Yeah. That's all they do is psychic shit. Yeah, and they're they're known for being like some of the best space fairers in the entire galaxy Crazy. but we don't they don't use it see that yeah. would have made sense since like they have the greater good they've <laughs> incorporated these races in sense. yeah you know i don't know yeah it's just so weird the way they've kind of gone about it all welcome to the bullshit uh, town and you could have came up with actually a cooler way to tear a hole in space than just you making the dumbest mistake in all of your species <laughs> history <laughs> yeah. oh i'd love to get into that <laughs> yeah so they have now uh, they have this mod. Sorry, could, just on the quick crude uh, sphere thing. Um, okay, there's a cool theory about how they they do navigate, um, and it's because originally like a, um, like an imperial ship landed on Peck, their home world, and crash landed. So when a crew found it, they actually were able to eat the navigator brain. No and, way. Yeah, yeah, and then that's because that's where they originally got their their warp capable abilities from is from like a crash lander. So then they eat the navigator. Now this there's, there's like a navigator crew. Essentially, hundred percent makes sense. Yeah. That's cool. That makes very cool. But it's just stupid how good that works, and you can't 
come up with like a good reason for Tao. To- yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh my yeah. god! It's and also, crazy. like the crew are so cool. Like I'd like to see them incorporated just more. Absolutely. You know? like, yeah. They're such an awesome race. <sighs> Okay. <laughs> Carry on. I'm not even done with this stupid module. <laughs> like, okay. I still have more bullshit about it. So you get now you have this module um, that surrounds itself with a bubble of antimatter, and this bubble of antimatter is capable of propelling it through the fabric of reality itself. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, no. So the bubble is also the propulsion. Is that what they're saying? That's yeah. what they say. So I think that's just Star Trek science mumbo jumbo bullshit that they're just trying to like here's a crappy explanation that you're just gonna have to regurgitate even though it makes no sense (laughs) so i think they could have done better with that but that's not even my big thing my big thing comes down to this that explanation has nothing to do with the warp Sure. Not at all. It's just antimatter. Antimatter is not warp at all. The Necron use antimatter. They use dark matter. They use wormholes, and they don't touch the warp at all because yeah. they can't. They yeah. just they can't do it. So these Tau should be on that same path of manipulating gravity and yeah. like stars and wormholes and antimatter and dark matter. Yeah. But none of that touches the warp at all. Yeah. So I would completely get if they activated all these slipstream modules at the same time and boom black hole sure right in the middle <laughs> of your like empire space mm-hmm. like it makes complete sense that so I, but the black hole is not an entry point to the immaterium yeah exactly uh, yeah like it it's just a ends in a singularity you know like that's just science it's not magic or warp at all yeah like mm-hmm. these things exist in our real exactly. life exactly we can we can observe well we can we can think we can observe them or whatever yeah Yeah. so you don't need to bring the warp into this at all there's no reason to do it yet yeah and then these guys get sucked into this black hole and boom now they're in the warp that makes no sense why you the only reason they're putting them in this warp is to tie them into the cicatrix maledictum yeah and to include them in that story yeah and then introduce this many-armed deity yeah which I already don't think is a great thing to have. Yeah, it's definitely not the right. I, I will live with it, but I would never have written it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the now we're in the warp where we shouldn't even be. <laughs> we have this deity, which we shouldn't have. <laughs> yes. And then it spits us back out. And then it creates an exit for this wormhole into the Nemyar Atoll. And I'm pretty sure it's attributed to the uh, many-armed deity. That's mm-hmm. what actually creates the exit for them oh crazy um yeah because otherwise they would have just been stuck in the warp yeah so then they they're in the warp and then they leave through another wormhole that's right that's they're not connected but here's the thing yeah when you travel through the star tide nexus you're not going through the fucking warp yeah you're going through a wormhole. you're going through a wormhole yeah it has nothing to do with the warp their drone technology is able to stabilize (laughs) this wormhole this rift but it's not warp related at all. If if it was warp related and they could just stabilize it with drones, congratulations, you solved all the problems in 40k. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go go at the the great rift yeah, there. Yeah, start at one end and work your way <laughs> yeah, through because yeah. you're gonna do it eventually. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's very poorly written. I would not make it um, a product of human FTL and crude war spheres. Yeah. I would just attribute it to the Tau. Because that's or even totally just fine. Their allied races sure. are finally willing to share their their tech. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. That's not a problem either. Yeah. Small clerical rounding error was 
passed on in the email <laughs> chain, unfortunately, hence the explosion of the wormhole. But yeah, yeah. Uh, don't make the wormhole go into the warp at all. They're yeah. not related. Don't confuse people by thinking that black holes and wormholes are entrances into the warp. Yeah, because yeah. they're not. Yeah. Um, don't have the the many armed deity because the Tau don't need a connection to the warp. Yeah, they don't. Even like now, the Tau they. They don't care. They're not serving this many-armed entity. In fact, they're hunting down its followers. Yeah. So it's not really like it does anything for them. And I like this. I love this idea of the Dark Tau. Sure. And even if they don't go into the warp, there's no reason that after seeing three-quarters of their entire fleet disappear... Why would you not still just go insane yeah. or blame? There's find so many something reasons, to blame. Yeah, to go yeah. crazy. Yeah. Really. yeah, it doesn't have to be like, uh, oh, it's a warp thing. Yeah. You could just say we now have a hatred for anything that isn't Tau yeah. because if we were doing it ourselves, we wouldn't have yeah. fucked up. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. So they got the technology from another of their ally races, and yeah, sabotage. Absolutely. So yeah. like, there's so many different ways to spin it sure. without saying like, I like this warp thing, but I'm not. I don't think it's necessary. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then on the other side, the fact that, like, they're at the mercy of this god who opened up this hole for them, I don't like that. Yeah. It could have just been a coincidental wormhole. The Tau Empire had already given up the Force Sphere as lost. Yeah. So it's not like they, it's not like Games Workshop needed to write the Force Sphere <laughs> back. Yeah. You know, they could, they just did it because. Yeah. And at that point, just make it an actual wormhole. Like, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure yeah. our well, term. Yeah, like, fuck, now do chaos entities have the ability to manifest fucking wormholes Absolutely. at their discretion. And you can and just this exit not a, them out of the warp? Yeah, and this is not a powerful entity. This right. is a brand new baby little entity. So Yeah, why yeah, are these Death just, Guards so concerned with it when Nurgle should be able to replicate yeah, this exact is, same thing? That is yeah. crazy. Yeah. Maybe so, maybe you were right about like it being like a Zinch kind of trick. Maybe he's like, I, <laughs> I'm going to open this hole up and then, you know, so that <laughs> we can use this hole, right? Like, oh. ta- like Tau, like... That's like saying, like, like they're not going like, to be able to guard God this thing. Like... mysterious ways. Change <laughs> yeah. works in mysterious ways. Like, whenever you can't explain anything, well... <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think yeah. as soon as you start picking this apart, like, it folds so easily. <laughs> yeah, just like all their other ones, man. Oh. Six sphere. I'm hoping. I'm that waiting six... for an awesome writ tau line. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. But so Alas. frustrating. What do you guys think out there? Uh, send us your thoughts on. Do you, Do you like the idea of the many armed tau god? Um, dark tau. What would they oh. look like? If you have some conversions of some cool badass dark tau, let me let me see it. I love the idea of like a fire team of tau warriors secretly worshiping like uh, a demon of corn or something. Yeah. Maybe they don't know they're worshiping corn, but they start like hanging little weird corn-shaped medallions on their sure. armor. Maybe there's a spike on a shoulder pad <laughs> that wasn't yeah. there before. Yeah. And, yeah, they do a lot more blood things. Than they have. <laughs> I love that idea. Yeah, yeah. But you don't. You can be exposed to the warp in so many different ways by so many different things. Yeah. You didn't need this in order to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a crazy, it's a crazy situation. Yeah. Well, maybe it'll at least give people some good ideas for like homebrew lore, yeah, and armies and stuff. Yeah, I, I, I was frustrated doing the episode for sure, going into it, getting in the mindset. But after doing it, I, I, I tend to typically like it. 
I think I like it for the most part. They really do do some cool, unique things for the towel. Yeah. But. I love the idea of the Star Tide Nexus. Yeah, it's cool. This wormhole, not warp rift, this wormhole connecting to very far away points in the galaxy, like a stable route through it. That is worth so much more than the tower capable of protecting. Oh, yeah. The only reason they haven't been annihilated is because not enough people have found out about it. Right. Yeah, for sure. Like, as soon as the Imperium realizes that there is this, like, stable rift, how are not all their resources being poured into getting this? Like, how many Crusades are being called to claim this? Almost like any of the races, right? Absolutely. They all need it. They all need it. Like, getting through the Cicatrix Maledictum is, like, the... Like, that's the problem right now. And that's why Vigilus was so important. Yeah. Um, and then there was one other Fortress World or whatever. And and now you have a third selection that you don't even have to worry about the warp. So, Well, the Tau better come up with some cool technology fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, they're going to be in trouble. Yeah. They could do it. I believe it. And I don't even need them. I don't even need Games Workshop to say that they got the tech from somewhere else. It's totally cool to just say the Tau developed it on their own. Sure. Or yeah. they accepted this new race that gifted them the technology. Yeah. Whatever. That would be sweet, actually. I'd yeah. like that. You don't need to say that they got it from humans. It just it, <laughs> Everything is just too human-centric yeah. in a galaxy of uncounted alien species. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not upset about it at all. No, 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 no. I'm just sad that the the greater good is kind of taking a backseat to like some of this weird stuff. Well, yeah, it's it's now about like this wormhole and it's God, yeah, the God or whatever, and this dealing with the warp auxiliaries. You know, what yeah. place does the greater good have in all of this? Yeah, I don't know. That's the question that we will hopefully come to understand over the course of our life. <laughs> well, when we become like the greater good philosophers when yeah. we bang down what it you know what it is yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah then we'll know we'll have <laughs> no. we'll have ascended yeah <laughs> to the hat mark cool <sighs> tau well i i honestly never thought we would ever finish all the spheres of expansion congratulations boys that's it, incredible it took us years <laughs> years <laughs> but we made it um i don't even know what the tau do now <laughs> Well, they don't do anything. I think oh. they're they're stuck in the fifth sphere of this uh, yeah. lock over Nemyar Atoll and really trying to make sure they don't let it fall into anyone's hands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's probably where they will be uh, for a while. Even yeah. in the next editions, I can't well, imagine Yeah, like, them... okay, yeah, the next edition, they launch another fucking sphere. Yeah, so exactly. They claim ten more planets on that side of the galaxy and one on their side. Like, okay, great. Yeah. Like what made this one so cool in my mind is it was just it was just that next step. Like they did a couple flops that were kind of the exact same spheres of expansion and this one was just something completely different. Yeah. And I can appreciate that. Or I, these two. I really like that too. I don't I don't think I grasped the significance of this second empire um until you like explained it and said like no this is truly what's going to set them apart and allow them to live and breach outside of their confined quarters down there like and just imagine so six sphere expansion they have this technology to open up wormholes sure it's not stable 
then, but maybe they have. And now maybe they launch another uh, one of these wormholes, and now we got them in the solar segmentum. Yeah. You know? Hmm. And now we got a bunch of pocket Tau empires all over the galaxy. Yeah. Um, if if they turn this mishap into a let's open another black hole somewhere yeah, and see where it goes. Exactly. Like, that sounds awesome. Yeah. yeah. It could be so cool. Like, Tau are now, like, the wormhole black hole specialist. Yeah. And, and you, they're just fucking popping up anywhere. You don't even know mm-hmm. half the time. Um, could be very cool. So. Absolutely. Games Workshop, if you're listening, like, that well, would be such a cool well, way to go. We'll tell Graham McNeely, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll right. let him take it to the higher ups. Yeah, exactly. Graham, I hope you I, have some time because, boy, do we have some ideas. <laughs> First, we're going to need you to listen to uh, all these Lorehammer episodes so you can truly grasp the scope of what we're trying How to communicate. How much we hate the current. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Crazy. Cool. Oh, that's fun. Well, yeah, I think that's it for me for yeah. the fifth, uh, fourth and fifth sphere. I got one more little Timbit here for you. Oh, I love Timbits. Um, Tyranids also make use of wormholes. Uh, they have their bio ships called the narwhals um, that manipulate their intended destination's own gravity to compress real space into a type of gravitic transit corridor or wormhole. Okay, okay. Um, just yeah. another kind of cool example yeah. of wormholes but being again, different than warp. But again, not warp-related. Yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah. I just... That bugged me so much. Yeah. <laughs> I know. You didn't need it. Eric. <laughs> they didn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> cool. yeah. Well, uh, let's uh, jump into and thank our Patreon members. If you've listened this far, please support the show. Throw us a dollar. Um, it helps us continue to do this. Um, yeah. Uh, currently, we need to thank Spencer, uh, Occulte Veritatis, Earl, Scott, Hurley, Snarfcakes, Cameron, and Xavier or Javier. Yeah. Um, thank you guys so much for you. Um, you know supporting us and the show. It's really great to see that. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic to see that. And I, Rio, thank you for coming on the show. No, oh, thanks for having me. Always a pleasure to have you on. Yeah. Um, and thank you to you, the listener, <laughs> for putting up with us and our garbage. Until next time. I'm Eric, and I'm Mark. And that's real, I guess. <laughs> <laughs>